friend and happy Friday to you. Today we are going to be talking about weight loss as a Christian woman. This is a topic that many women struggle with who are in the faith and so we're going to be talking all about weight loss. Is it a good thing? Is it a good thing to have health and fitness goals? What does God say about taking care of our bodies? Is this something that is related or linked to our faith and our spiritual health or is it completely separate what about the proverbs 31 woman what did she do did she take care of her body is that what contributed to her becoming a proverbs 31 woman these are the things that we're going to be chatting about today i'm so excited to talk about this topic i think it's an important one and i will see you inside Are you tired of the diet roller coaster of losing weight and gaining it right back? Are you sick of the one size fits all diets that leave you feeling like your body is broken? Are you ready to get results, maintain them, and maybe even enjoy it? In this podcast, you will find solutions to your weight loss and fitness struggles, as well as be equipped to gird yourself with strength and make your arms strong as a Proverbs 31 woman. My mission is to get you to your personal fitness goals using health and fitness tools coupled with renewing your mind while being rooted in Christ. Hi, I'm Elena. I'm a wife, boy mom, beloved daughter of the King, and lover of all the C words. Healthy competition, coffee, and of course, chocolate. <laughs> After giving birth three times in three years to my beautiful boys, I tried to lose weight, get healthy, and get strong by following generic, restrictive diets, hoping that I'd finally find the golden ticket. My fitness journey struggles led me to learning how to create a customized plan for myself using macros, because just as God created me to have unique DNA and fingerprints, my plan should also be unique and tailored to me. I also discovered how to address the root of my fitness and weight loss woes. And Mama, I am thrilled to be able to share these truly transformational pieces of the puzzle with you. If you are ready to create a plan that is effective while still enjoying your favorite foods, and if you are ready to experience true transformation in your fitness journey, then this podcast is for you. So sis, go heat up your coffee, set the kids up with a snack, grab a notebook and a pen, and get excited for the transformation that's about to begin. Today's review comes comes from Colette Carroll. It says, I love the content Elena is putting out there. It's so important to have realistic goals and expectations for your body and to respect our progress. Coming from a background that taught me to grit your teeth and bear it, it is refreshing to hear grace juxtaposed with motivation. I find her application of scripture to be well-placed and practical. Also, I just love her charming delivery style. Thank you, Elena, for sharing your knowledge and experience amidst a cornucopia of godly characteristics. I can't wait to hear more. Thank you so much, Colette. Those words mean a lot to me, and I'm just so thankful that this podcast has been blessing you in your fitness journey and in your faith. If you haven't left me a review yet, now is the time to do that. First of all, you guys are going to want to subscribe to my podcast so that you don't miss any episodes once they come out. And 
If you're going to leave a review, all you have to do is scroll to the bottom of Apple Podcasts slash iTunes, click on leave a review. You're just going to select some stars, write a little blurb in the like summary description, and then tell me what you think about the podcast. Is it blessing you? How is it blessing you? What do you think about it? I'd love to hear your feedback. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about today's topic. Weight loss as a Christian woman. I think this is such an important topic and one that isn't talked about quite enough, I don't think. So I'm just going to go ahead and read a verse, a couple verses that I really, that, that mean a lot to me in terms of what God says about this woman that we read about in Proverbs 31. This woman who, you know, I have definitely been there where I'm like, who is this lady? Is this even possible? You know, it it can be discouraging at times, but I don't think it's meant to be a discouragement. I think it's meant to just show a well-rounded woman, a woman who fears and loves the Lord and what her life looks like, what her priorities are. And I think it's meant to be an encouragement for us. And a couple verses that have stick that stick out to me in terms of faith and a a Christian woman and in this world of health and fitness is going to be Proverbs 31 17 and Proverbs 31 25 and you'll notice that a lot of times when I'm ending the show I reference 31 17 because I think it's an important uh, verse for us to keep in mind as women who are looking to become healthier whether that means to lose weight or to get stronger whatever that looks like Proverbs 31 17 She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. So she girds herself with strength. In the context, and based off of what I was looking at with that word used in other passages, it just seems like an overall strength, right? But then you get to the second half of that verse where it says, and makes her arms strong. And as far as I can tell, that is speaking about her physical body, right? Like she's making her arms strong. She girds herself with strength. And she makes her arms strong. Then we look at Proverbs 31, 25. Strength and dignity are her clothing. And she smiles at the future. Now that word strength is used 35 times. And it's kind of more of a general term. It talks about um, physical sometimes. It's non-physical. talks about body, loudness, being sustained by God. Like a supernatural strength. Things like that. So it's used in different ways. And then dignity, you know, like honor or glory. So strength and dignity are her clothing. And then that last part, and she smiles at the future. You know, I was thinking about that, what that means exactly. And, you know, women outside of the faith, they can be clothed in strength. They can make their bodies strong. Um, They can have a strong mind. And maybe they receive dignity, they receive honor and glory and respect by their husband or their children. But if they're missing a relationship with Christ and knowing where they're going to be once they die, like that's a huge part. And so what it makes me think of is, and she smiles at the future. She knows who she is. She knows that she's not only valuable because she's a child of her creator, just like everyone else in the world, you know, the image of God idea, but she knows who she is in Christ. She knows what her standing is with God, that she's been redeemed and she's a child of God in the spiritual aspect. 
And so she has nothing to fear. She's prepared. She's prepared for the future. And based off of what we read in the passage, you know, she's prepared in a very real way in day-to-day activities in taking care of her family and things like that. But she's, I think she smiles at the future because she knows who she is as a Christian woman, as a daughter of God and as a believer and where she's going to be for eternity. So strength and dignity are her clothing and she smiles at the future. So it's important to be a strong woman of faith, but what does that mean? What are we talking about when we talk about being a strong woman of faith? When we talk about being a woman similar to the woman described, the wife described in Proverbs 31. Well, it talks about strength of mind, strength of will, strength of the body, strength of character, strength of faith, all of these things. She's firm. She stands strong. And it's just it's just a combination of these things. And I find that sometimes, and I know that I, I struggle with this at times, um, especially in the past, sometimes we can focus on what we consider to be spiritual or faith-related things. Maybe even be so spiritual that we forget our earthly body. We might neglect it. Maybe we try not to think about it. Maybe we get annoyed by our body. Maybe we even blame it and decide, well, the body doesn't matter anyway, right? I think that that is pushing back on, you know, making your body important to the extent that that is the priority above everything else. And I think that kind of swings too far um, the opposite direction. I think that the imposed separation of body and immaterial parts of ourselves is unnatural and I don't think it's biblical. You know, we, like our our immaterial, our spirit, our mind, our heart, those things, right, that the Bible talks about, they are closely linked with our bodies. You know, God made us with bodies, with souls, spirits, all the immaterial things within us that make us who we are. Those things were created together. And then even Christ, not only did he have an earthly body because he took on humanity, but when he resurrected, he had a body as well. Now, there were some similarities, there were some differences. He was able to eat, things like that. He was also able to just appear, but he didn't return without a body. And it may not be exactly the same. It's going to be what I, I, I believe it's, you know, our resurrected, like, perfect ideal body versus the bodies, the broken bodies that are affected by sin um, but he still had a body and we're promised we are promised new bodies at our resurrection as well so as far as I can tell your body is important it's not the most important but it is important it's linked with who you are as a person with your spirituality your relationship with Christ all of these things I don't think that we can really separate those and it be proper or how God intended for us to treat it. So we have some responsibilities as a Christian, things like our relationship with with God, sharing the gospel, the responsibilities that we have as a wife towards our spouse, taking care of our children and our household, and most, I mean all, all of these things, they require our body to help us actually fulfill these responsibilities that we have. We don't need a perfect body, but we do need a functioning body to some extent. And you know, you can we can be born with things that make our bodies not function properly, just having giving us challenges 
sometimes day to day even. You know, I think of my son, for example, and, you know, he's by no means has one of the worst physical ailments or anything like that but he does have some challenges from birth if you don't know already he my oldest gabriel he was born with chronic kidney disease due to a stricture in his urethra and his bladder and kidneys blew up backlogged all that kind of stuff so he wasn't like urinating properly in the womb and we discovered that later in the pregnancy and you know, since then, he we gave birth at a hospital instead of the birth center like we had planned because they told us he was going to need care immediately. And he ended up staying in the NICU for a few weeks. But, you know, things looked really bleak at that time. And the doctors were talking very, some very serious stuff, dialysis and transplants and whatnot, like very early on. And the crazy thing is, is that he has improved in ways that the doctors never really expected. And, you know, he still has it. He is probably going to need dialysis and kidney transplant, but it's probably, you know, he's already made it farther than they thought he would without those things. And... I, I know, I know it's by the grace of God and we have, especially Aaron has bent, my husband has bent over backwards just trying to do what we need to do to provide him with the best food, routine, things like that to just help him as much as possible. And, but, but the thing is, is that, you know, he has challenges. He has challenges every day. And that's not to say that he can't honor God or get married and have children. I mean, we have no idea, but point is, is that he was born with those challenges and many of us are not. Many of us have relatively healthy bodies, bodies that work the way God intended them to. But we can still inflict pain, discomfort, problems based on our choices. And I just want to be clear that I absolutely believe that regardless of how somebody was born, that they have value and they can do incredible things. But it is harder. It is absolutely harder. Life is harder for them. Do we want to choose harder? That's the question. And we can, we can do that, of course. We can neglect care for our body. We can abuse our body in ways that God never intended us to. But what if I told you it was more than just about your body and its uses? That there is a very real spiritual aspect to it. Because it's all linked. Our bodies and ourselves, our, our spirit is not separate. 1 Timothy 4.8 For bodily training is just slightly beneficial. But godliness is beneficial for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. I absolutely agree with Paul here about bodily training, that there is some benefit. There is some benefit to pushing your body, to working out, to doing something like that. But godliness benefits all things, everything that it touches for today and for the future. But I also believe that how we treat our bodies can actually be a reflection of our character, which ties into godliness. Just think about self-control, for example, which is part of the fruit of the Spirit. You know, if we don't have control of our body and our mind and struggle with lust, we know the results of that. If we don't have self-control of our mind and our stomach and think that you know, we'll feel better after eating an entire chocolate cake or whatever it is, right? We know what results come from that. And then just like the tongue. I can't, there are so many verses that that talk about the tongue and the lack of control and how it just 
wreaks havoc and causes damage and hurts people and it's just crazy, right? Luke 10:27 says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. We can use every aspect of our being, including our body, to show love to God and to our neighbors. 1 Corinthians 10:31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all things for the glory of God. It's really cool that we can actually honor God with what we're eating and drinking in anything that we do. 1 Corinthians 6, 19-20 Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you have been bought for a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. So I think the goal is that we want to have balance. We want to be able to glorify God. We don't want to overindulge all the time or be super legalistic and not eat anything that we enjoy and just eat for nutrition and health benefits. But I think we can also abuse our bodies by doing those things. Overindulgence all the time with no self-control. And we can also abuse our, abuse our bodies by constantly restricting and being focused on how our bodies look versus how our bodies can do amazing things for God and for our neighbors. All in all, I think we can come to the conclusion that our body is a part of us. It may be broken, it may be sin-stained, but we're going to have a new body in the future. And I think we should be taking care of our body now. And I think that the way that we care for our body is actually a reflection of our character, of our person, of our godliness as well. And there's always grace, okay? And I'm speaking in generalities, of course. So don't don't take this to, to mean that, you know, somebody who is larger, overweight, has health problems, that they are, you know, sinning or anything like that. And that doesn't mean that somebody who is skinny or has some muscle definition, that they're doing all the right things, that they're more pleasing to the Lord than anybody else. But they are just things that we can consider in how we treat our body and the more we care for our body the more we care for our spiritual health that we spend time with the lord that we get to know his word better and start to meditate on his his word and apply the principles to our lives we bear the fruit because everything that he talks about it's truth it's reality and it causes blessing naturally in this world that he created for us and I think that's definitely true for our bodies as well and I don't know about you but my desire is to take care of my body take care of myself that so that I am equipped strengthened have the energy have the capacity to be able to take care of my husband of my boys to be able to bless those that I encounter to be able to help my local church you know, all these people that we run into benefit from how we care for our body. And God can take us at any moment, but we still have the responsibility, I believe, to care for our body so that we may do the work that God has for us in this life before we go to be with him. I'm going to go ahead and end this episode with Proverbs 31:17, like I often do. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. I hope this episode was helpful for you in having a better understanding of 
how we should be treating our body, that our body and the treatment of it can and is likely related to our character, our our faith, our Christianity, or the principles that we strive to live by, and that we can absolutely glorify God through our bodies. And that doesn't mean that we want to go to extremes where we are overindulging because grace, you know, and because bodies don't matter, and we're not going to the opposite extreme of restrict, 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 unenjoyable, no pain, no gain, no, uh, no enjoyment in life, things like that, and just a legalistic attitude. No, I think we can come to the center and we can appreciate and love God and our neighbor by properly taking care of our bodies and that it can actually be a, an act of spiritual worship as well. So I hope this bless you today and I pray that you, mama, you, my friend, are able to gird yourself with strength and clothe yourself with dignity and with strength as you go about your day. I hope you have a fabulous weekend and I will see you on Tuesday. Thanks, sis, for spending time with me today. I hope that you are blessed by the value, encouragement, or action steps that we discussed in today's episode. If you are inspired, challenged, or learned something new that is helping you, would you do me a favor and share this episode? Together, let's help other mamas get the breakthrough and the transformation they've been dreaming of. And I would be incredibly grateful if you could take 30 seconds right now to scroll down to the bottom in Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. This helps me to know if you're liking the show, it helps other ladies find the show too, and I am blessed every time I hear your story and experience. Don't forget to connect with me on IG and Facebook and be sure to join my free community on Facebook at Transformational Weight Loss for Moms. You'll also want to check out my website at transformationalweightlossformoms.com. This is where you'll find other resources and current programs for when you're ready to dive deep and work together to create your transformation story. Until next time, I pray you gird yourself with strength while renewing your mind and transforming your faith and fitness as you partner together with God.